This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I am excited. I have no idea what episode this is, um, but I'm definitely excited about today's episode because there's just so many things that's been on my heart lately, and I I just pray that God is able to speak through me today. Um, I went live on Instagram on the Blessed and Bossed Up page yesterday, And um, I didn't keep it up because I'm extra and I like things to be done well. So whenever I do something that's kind of like flowing from the heart and not necessarily organized, it just drives me crazy. I don't know why. So I didn't leave the replay up, but make sure you do follow Blessed and Bossed Up on Instagram and follow me, Tatum to me on Instagram, um, because I do go live impromptu. I never say when I'm going to go live because honestly, I just never really know. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I'm really excited about today's episode. A couple church announcements before we get started. Uh, Please take the audience survey, you guys. The survey link is in the show notes. So we want to make sure we get the demographic information of you guys who listen. I'm actually next year. um, God told me to do gave me this idea earlier in the year, maybe like mid year. And I always tell you guys that when you get downloads from God to ask when, so you know if it's something that you need to be doing then or if it's something that can that is for a later time. And so one of the things that God shared with me was to go on a tour and um, a transparent moment. Live events give me anxiety. Reason being like, I don't know if maybe in a past life uh, I had a birthday party and nobody showed up or something, but I don't know what it is about live events. Um, but they just give me anxiety. It's something I don't really, I probably wouldn't do myself. Um, I love to go to other people's live events, but just curating my own, especially now with wedding planning, I'm event event planning out. Um, but God shared with me in 2019 that I need to go on a tour. And so despite my anxiety or fear, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so yeah, 
fill out the audience survey that the two connect because with the audience survey, I get more information about where you guys are. I want to go to the cities where my audience is because I would, I genuinely love meeting you guys in person, especially now that I'm doing things God's way. Um, I love meeting people in person to just be able to hug you, to encourage you, because I understand so clearly what it's like to start running after the things of God and feeling like you're by yourself and feeling like nobody really understands, not knowing what spaces you can go into, because there's not many, a lot of spaces that merge both business and faith. Um, so I definitely want to meet you guys in person. So fill out the survey so that I can compare the survey results with like our analytics for the show and things like that and make sure that I'm going to the right cities next year. Um, another announcement or yeah, another announcement is our audience grew by 10,000 in October. I told you guys last episode that we were already up 20%. So we were at like 30,000 listeners or audience member not listeners but audience members which are people who listen to the show consistently not just people who listen to one episode or two episodes and leave but um I say we were at 20% last week so of course the month ended and we grew by 10,000 so that's over 20% we went from 25,000 listeners over 25,000 listeners to a little over 35,000 so I just wanted to say welcome to everybody that's new to the show introduce yourself DM me on IG um, but yeah, welcome. So welcome to the blessed and bossed up. I don't even know what to call it world. I don't know. But welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Um, I'm Tatum. If you didn't know, I'm the host of the podcast. I'm from the Washington DC area. I love God and I love business. So welcome to my world. And I hope you guys stick around and I pray that God is really able to speak some things into your life now that you've connected with this platform that he's given me. So yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Last little announcement, you guys, make sure you go vote tomorrow. Tomorrow is voting day. We have to exercise our right to vote that our ancestors fought so hard for. Also, make sure you're doing your research. I'm going to put a link to a couple of websites in the show notes to where you can research who's running in your city. So not only are you voting, but you're voting for people who's platforms aligned with what you believe in. I did a lot of research. I vote in Maryland and I did a lot of research on who's running in Maryland, especially now I'm getting ready to start a family and probably going to have kids in the next couple years. So what's going on in my state is extremely important and is going to affect my family. So for me, I was like doing some serious research um, on who's running. So I suggest you guys do the same and please just go out to vote. Okay, let's get into today's episode. When I tell you guys my praise has been different lately, like I've always been a praise and worship type of person, but lately I've been like ugly praising, like on my face, tears bawling, uncontrollable, running. Like if y'all was to put, somebody was to put a camera in my apartment, y'all would be like, sis is nuts. That's how crazy my praise has been lately. And it's not anything sad, but it's just uh, so much gratitude, so, so much gratitude for what not only God has done within my life, but what he's using me to do. And um, it's so hard to describe. So y'all bear with me for this episode, but I do have some things that have been heavy on my heart 
And I feel like God is really trying to use me to pour some things into you. So the topic for today's episode is say yes, even when it doesn't make sense. I wanted to do the episode under this subject because I was so inspired by something that somebody said to me recently. Um, I follow her on Instagram. Her name is Courtney Sanders. She actually is formerly known as Think and Grow Chick. And um, I followed her on IG and I I think she posted a picture of something. I DM'd her and said that, oh, you look beautiful. You know, typical women uh, uh, complimenting each other type of thing. So she had responded to me um, and said that she had been actually meaning to email me or DM me. So to paraphrase, she was telling me how she and her friend were looking for women who were women of faith that were in business. And her friend listens to the podcast. Shout out to the fitness gym. Thank you for sharing the show. And thank you to everybody who sends the show to their friends and things like that. But she was saying that um, she started listening to the show and she went and listened around the time where we were making that transition from black girl boss to blessed and bossed up. And she said that, um, it spurred something on the inside of her that what she was feeling was real because God was moving on the uh, already moving on the hearts of other believers. And that also that she can do this so she can do the things that God is leading her to do and that it will be okay. But the thing that she said that really just struck my spirit so heavy was she said, thank you for going first. And That stuck with me because the scariest position to be in is when God has you going first. And I know I'm literally technically not the first, but I was the first uh, that I knew of that was transitioning to making God the CEO and really being bold about it. I didn't know anybody else that was doing that. Um, And for her, she didn't know anybody else that was doing that. That's why um, she and her friend were really diligent about seeking people out. But for me, that really stuck with me because being the first is very scary. When you're doing something that you that you haven't personally seen done before, it's extremely scary because you have no blueprint to follow and really no guarantee that you know of that is going to be successful. And this really stuck with me and I wanted to talk about this on the podcast because when I say yes to God as it relates to changing over the podcast and making him the CEO of my business and deciding to be obedient in everything he tells me to do. When I said yes to God, I had no context. I had no foresight. I had no instructions other than the one that he gave me. I had nothing to go on. No guarantee. Well, the word guarantees that all things are going to work out for my good, but I didn't know that yet because I was still a baby in Christ. So I had really no idea that when I started saying yes to God in these small little scary things that it will bring me to where I am today and put me in a position to where I'm helping other people do the same and it's and I just want to really want to dive into this topic because it's a lot of you guys who are stuck at the at or contemplating whether you're going to say, yes, God has told you to do something, but you haven't done it yet because you don't have context, because you're scared, because you don't know if it's going to be successful, because you don't want to be embarrassed, because rebranding may make you look like you don't know what you're talking about, because quitting your job may not be the safest thing to do right now, because going into ministry with your background doesn't make sense to the outside world, but God just wants you to say yes. 
and the yes doesn't come with context. And I'm so grateful that she said that to me because it just really sat with me all week. And I went and listened to her podcast and I suggest I'm going to put a link to her podcast in the show notes so that you guys can listen. And I didn't finish all three parts of her series, but I listened to the first and the majority of the second. And I just had to stop. I was on my way to the mall um, to do wedding, buy stuff for the wedding. I think we were buying wedding bands the other day or when I was doing this. And so I was on my way to the mall and I was listening to her podcast and I literally had to pull into a, a parking garage and stop. Because I was like, wow, God is really not playing with people out here. And he's really not playing with entrepreneurs. He is rising people up that are unapologetic about him. And I just uh, I just felt such a sense of gratefulness because it was confirmation for a lot of things that didn't make sense to me a year ago. You know, one of the things that God shared with me when he started to tell me the importance of making him the CEO is that he was going it was going to be a domino effect that he wasn't just raising me up, but he was raising up other people. And the boldness of one was going to trigger the boldness of another and the boldness of another. So Courtney has this huge network. People are going to listen to her and now be unapologetic about following God. She called him. She she said in the closet Christian. So Christians are going to start coming out the closet and be like, hey, I pray, too. And then you're going to begin to people to begin to notice the people who are not of God that you admire so much. The people who are into all of these incantations and spells and witchcraft and foolishness that you've been positioning yourself under, not realizing that their fruit is rotten, that they don't have any because they're not connected to God. But this just really, really sat with me. And not only did I have like this moment of gratefulness as I was listening to her show, but also I I stopped to pray for her because I knew I know when you start doing the things of God, and this is something for other people who have maybe said yes to God, but you've come up against so much adversity that you feel like you did the wrong thing. And adversity is not a sign to stop. It's not a sign to quit. It's not a sign to go back. It's a sign that you're doing the right thing. And, and the attacks is just the enemy trying to stop you from moving forward. So when I heard how she was, how she, um, was talking about her journey, I had to stop and pray for her. And, and stand in a gap, you know, as Christians, we're, we're called to stand in the gap, to, to be there for, we're one body of Christ, right? To be there for our brothers and sisters in Christ. So I had to plead the blood over her. I was like, God, I dispatch angels to protect her. I exercise my authority over the enemy and I send in, any attack that is going to, that is set to come up against her and her business. I send it right back to the hell that it came from. I stand in the gap on behalf of my sister in Christ. And I fight with her against any spirits that's going to try to make her go back to what she was doing before. But I had to stop and do that because that's my job as a as a as a believer, as somebody who loves God, as somebody who is called to be a leader of God's people. I had to do that. And I have to do this podcast and I have to talk to you guys about this because as some of you guys who are a haven't said yes to God because you worried about context and foresight and you lack trust or B there are some of you guys. I don't know if I said one or a, but whatever, there are another group of you guys who have said yes to the little things, but you've come up against so, so much adversity. Your, your perception is off. 
or your discernment is off as to what that adversity is. It's not time, like I said, for you to turn around and go back. It's time for you to press through. It's time for you to learn how to fight. It's time for you to square up. Go back to that episode of Learn How to Fight a few weeks ago um, that I did. But I have a couple points that I have. Um, The first one is, and I keep saying foresight, you can't, God doesn't always give foresight. <laughs> like, let's keep it 100. God doesn't always give context. He doesn't, he doesn't need to give you all the details. He tells you what to do and he needs you to say yes. We, but we want to work, we want to foresee what's going to happen, but God just wants us to trust. So what happens is he gives you the instruction. You don't do it because you're waiting for context. And then you end up in the same place that you've been at for 20 years, trying to figure out why, God, why haven't I gotten farther than this? It's because you're not being obedient to the things that he tells you to do. He wants you to trust him. And I looked up the the idea, this word foresight, foresee, different variations of it was just playing in my head. So I looked it up. Um, so the definition of foresight is, or for the definition of to foresee something is, to see it beforehand. So where we want to see what God is going to do beforehand. And that's not how faith works. God wants us to trust. The definition of trust is assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. You can't trust and then or you can't say you trust God, but you're waiting for foresight. Trust means that you are you are sure, you are confident in what God said and what he's going to do. You, all, the only context or foresight you need is in the Bible. That's tons of evidence that God is, is going to always do what he said he's going to do. There's tons of evidence of that. So what are you really waiting for? Why are you not saying yes to the things that God told you to do? My next point is that prayer and faith, prayer, faith, and obedience all go hand in hand. When you don't have faith, when you don't trust God, you are working against the things that you're praying for. You're being counterproductive. You can't say, God bless my business, but he gives you an an instruction, but you don't do it. But then keep praying for him to bless your business. He's trying to, you're not listening. And then you're mad because your prayers aren't getting answered or you get frustrated with God, but he just wants you to trust and be obedient. But you want the things you're praying for on your terms and it doesn't work like that. We go to God for the plan and we do what he tells us to do. It is not the other way around. We don't craft these business plans and then go to him and say, God, can you bless my business? He's not even in it. He ain't even help you outline it. How do you even know that that's what he wants you to do if you didn't consult him? No, we go to God first. Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm here to do whatever you want me to do, God. What do you want me to do? He gives you the instructions. You be obedient and you walk in the confidence and trust that it's all going to work out, that it's going to be successful. And you know it will be because he told you to do it. He wouldn't tell you to do anything that's going to hurt you. So again, back to the topic of this episode 
You have to say yes when it doesn't make sense. Stop trying to figure out the context. Stop putting all these stipulations on what you need to know before you're obedient to God. Be obedient first. I would rather be obedient and wrong than not do what God told, told me to do. I would much rather be obedient and wrong. I like to follow Tiffany Montgomery. She is just powerful, so powerful. Like powerful is the only word I can think of that sums up what she is. But um, she talks about in her Periscope, she talks about how she felt that God told her to pack up and move to Chicago. And, and she's so radically obedient that she would, like I just said, rather been wrong than not be obedient to God. So she packed up her family and moved to Chicago. Like, that's the type of obedience that we have to have. When I started saying yes to God, I had no context at all. But I had to just say yes because I knew in my heart I would rather live a life that pleased God, a life that was obedient to the things that he wanted me to do, than to be lost in trying to figure it out on my own. My number one objective, then my number one objective for Tatum Harrison is that when I get to the gates for God to say, well done, my faithful servant, that's all I need. My biggest fear would be to get there and God says, well, Tatum, you did all of this, but this is what I have for you. I, that, the thought of that crushes me and it's enough to keep me on track. But a lot of you guys, again, you have to just say yes to God. Everybody wants to feel good, but not have any responsibility. God is the ultimate accountability partner. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate accountability partner that, that is on the inside of us every single day. We have responsibilities. That's why everybody keeps trying to take God out of everything because God holds you accountable. That's why everybody wants to um, play with these crystals or light these candles and say these incantations or whatever because that takes out the responsibility that you have. Because if you just do those things that have absolutely no power, you make yourself feel good, but you really don't get nothing accomplished. You really don't have any, any measuring stick on if what you're doing is right. That's why we got all this fluff and foolishness because people don't like the fact that when you are living for God, that you are held accountable to the things that you do. So as y'all, big sister, little sister, whatever, the, the person that you listen to my podcast, I want to help you hold, help you be in position and hold you accountable to really seeking God for real and really living a life that's pleasing to him. It's bigger than just business because your business is, it might be just a small part of the grand scheme of things, but it's bigger than just business. It's about really living a God, a life that's pleasing to God. And when you live a life that's pleasing to God, you're going to live a life that you love. All the money and success and all the worldly things that we may want, that's nothing for God to give to us. And he's going to give you the desires of your heart when you seek him. So again, the Holy Spirit is a, an accountability partner that lives on the inside of us. And we have to stop wanting to feel good with no responsibilities. We have to say yes to God in order to get the things we're praying for. If not, we're being counterproductive. So I had a couple scriptures I wanted to bring up because it just shows how serious God is about us saying yes to him. Otherwise, we're just out here being lukewarm Christians. And you'll tell by the last scripture that I read that being lukewarm, you might as well not even be a Christian at all. 
So in Titus 1.16, it says they claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Like the Bible is harsh sometimes. And I read these scriptures a while ago when I was trying to figure out or when I was trying to transition from being a lukewarm Christian to really being on fire for God. I realized just how much a how disappointing I was because I kept saying I wanted to please God, but I wasn't doing the things he was telling me to do. So I was counterproductive in my faith walk and God is, was not having it with me. In Luke six forty six, he says, why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? Like, why do you say that you're my Lord and Savior? Why are you, why are you worshiping me and you doing all of these things, but you don't even do what I ask you to do? You praying to me and asking me to 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 bless this business, but that's not even that business isn't even what I have for you. What I have for you is so much better than that. You think that's it? Come on now, how insulting! It's insulting to God for us to think that what we have going on or our plan is better or can even compare to what He has for us. The last scripture I have is Revelation three fifteen through sixteen. It says, "I know all the things you do." that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I first heard the scripture when I was watching the movie War Room. Last year, um, not too long after I quit my job, I was extremely frustrated because I thought, I heard God tell me to leave my job. I was very clear about that one. But I thought that because God told me to leave my job that I was about to be in this that my life was about to be lit. Like I was about to just be out here living my best life with this amazing story of how God told me to take my leap of faith. And in, and in 24 hours, I was a millionaire. Like you couldn't tell me that it wasn't about to be just make, like God wasn't about to make it rain. And that's not what happened. God needed me to leave my job because he needed to put me in a wilderness season where I got on fire for him he had to make me leave so that I was put in in isolation in a sense to where it was just me and him to where I could really learn how to hear his voice so I could really understand what this faith thing means so I could really just work to making him the CEO of everything but when I was watching the movie War Room so that morning let me finish the story that morning I had woke up I was frustrated because everything that I seemed to that um, I was doing wasn't working and I had this false expectation that I conjured up in my mind that all of these things were going to happen because God told me to quit my job and they, those things were not happening. And so um, one morning I heard God say, go watch the movie War Room. And I didn't want to do it because come on, God, like I got to make some money. I'm not trying to go watch no movies. I got stuff to do. But I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm about to just do it. So I watched the movie. I had my prayer journal with me and I was writing in it as I was watching the movie. And the older woman, the girl was a real estate agent for this older woman. The older woman made the girl coffee. And of course, this connected with me because I'm a coffee drinker. The woman made the girl coffee. The girl drank it and was like, "Mm, this isn't this isn't hot. And I forgot what the woman said, but she basically insinuated that neither are you for God. And, And you don't like lukewarm coffee. So what you think? So why do you think God likes a, a lukewarm relationship? And that really stuck with me. And ironically enough, after, not ironically, but this is still God. After I watched that movie, that was something that re- I really took from it. I took 
the power of prayer, but also that God didn't want me to be lukewarm. He really wanted me to dive all in in my relationship with him um, because there were still areas that I was holding back. Even though I was growing, I wasn't hot yet. And so um, after that, I had went to the library because I was broke as I don't know what as a joke. Broke is a joke. We used to say that back in the day. I was broke as a joke. And I ain't had no money to be spending on books. So I got the old fashioned library card and I went to the library. I'm in like the business. Aisle. I was trying to find a, a marketing book for something. I forgot what it was, but I'm like in the business. Aisle. I'm not even in the spirituality section of this library. And um, the book Fervent that I always recommend to, excuse me, that I always recommend to you guys was staring me dead in the face in this business aisle. Mind you, I don't know what I didn't know what the word fervent meant. So the title of the book did nothing for me because I didn't know what that meant. That could have been a business book for all I knew. Um, but I saw a sticker on the book that said from the movie War Room. And that's what really got my attention. I was like, hold up, the movie War Room. God just told me to watch this movie this morning. OK, this is definitely not a coincidence. So I got the book. I went home and I read it. And that book really taught me how to pray strategically. It taught me so much. I love that book. It taught me so much. But that book really was me working through that book and doing the things that was in it really was the foundation for me getting on fire for God. So I say all of that to say, um, get on fire for God. Like, seriously, we can't keep praying without being obedient. You also can't be on fire for God without being obedient. So I want to remind you of the title of this is say yes, even when it doesn't make sense. Say yes, even when you don't have context, even when you don't have foresight, just say yes to God. And eventually you're going to evolve into everything that you're praying for. All you have to do is say yes to God consistently. Even move, be, I always say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Say yes to God consistently, even when you're scared. Keep saying yes to God, even when the enemy is throwing everything that he got at you. Keep saying yes to God. Keep saying yes, and eventually you will look up and be like, wow. I think we wait, and this was me too. I thought that when I um, really got on this journey and got deep into it, I thought that it was going to be this grand aha moment where it all came back together, or I had this epiphany or something. I don't know. My mind clearly just be conjuring up all types of extra stuff. But I just thought that it was just going to be this grand moment where it was like, woof, poof. Tatum is now everything she she prayed to be. And that's not what that's not the case. Eventually, after you keep saying yes to God, you look up and you're like, whoa, how did I get here? How did this happen? I was so busy just praying, praising and worshiping, reading my Bible, going to church, serving others, dealing with my baggage allowing God to show me how to heal my brokenness saying yes whenever I heard God told me to do something despite how I felt about it or how scary it was I was so busy doing that I messed around and looked up and was like well then (laughs) this is this looks different wow this looks a lot like what I was crying over in my prayer journals for the last couple years so once you keep saying yes to, to God you guys you'll eventually start seeing things come together. And I really had this moment yesterday where I was seeing things coming together. 
And this is what I went live about. But I was just thinking about how last year when um, we were doing a podcast, it was me and Milan, and God was like, do the podcast by yourself. That was the one instruction. Do the podcast by yourself. And I was like, what? This was way before I knew the brand was going to change or anything. I, I didn't know. I had no context, no foresight. God just said, do the podcast by yourself. I was very afraid to do that because I still had broken areas that I needed to fix. Having insecurities that I wouldn't be able to carry a podcast by myself. Having insecurities that I nobody would want to listen to what I have to say. All of these negative thoughts. But I said, you know what? This is very scary. And I didn't, let me be clear, I wasn't obedient right away. I don't want to make it seem like I just, I was obedient right away because I wasn't. Um, God told me to do the podcast by myself and I was just like still scared. I didn't, I didn't have a conversation with Milan yet about, um, not doing it together anymore. But a friend of mine, somebody else said to me, you didn't do the podcast by yourself. And it just confirmed what God had already said to me. I still procrastinated and then it kept coming. The confirmation just kept coming whenever I kept trying to run from it because I was afraid because I did, I wanted more context because I wanted a little bit of, I wanted God to tell me something that made me just comfortable with being obedient with this. I just kept getting confirmation, still no context, but confirmation. Eventually I was just like, all right, I'm tired of people telling me this. All right, God, I get it. I get it. I get it. Fine. I'm gonna do it. So then Milan and I had a conversation. And I just told her that we weren't going to do the show um, starting in 2018. Um, I was going to do the show by myself. I didn't really tell her the details. I didn't say God said that I should do the show by myself. I didn't do that because I don't want to ever. I'm a big girl. Like it's a decision that God wanted me to make, but I can handle making a decision without using God as a scapegoat. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, well, God said this. And then that might mess up her perception of God because I ain't had no context. I ain't know what this, why I was doing this. And then she may have been offended by it. And, you know, it, a lot could happen. So I was just like, I'm going to take this on the chin as a grown woman and have this conversation. Um, and I'm not going to necessarily say, you know, God told me to do this. We want to just talk about it. And so uh, the next set of confirmation that I knew this was the right thing to do was how easy the conversation was. It really wasn't any ill feelings. It wasn't no problems. She asked why. I was just like, um, you know, it's just not going to work. I didn't really give a concrete answer. I was very vague in my response. Um, but I was also clear that this wasn't something I was going to change my mind about. And I was it. We went to talking about, like, everything else under the sun. And everything was fine. And so um, the easiness, easiness of that decision, I was like, okay, guy, all right. I see that this is something that you wanted me to do, whatever. So I did it. That was my first set of instructions. Then around this time, I was trying to trademark Black Girl Boss. And um, it's funny because in Courtney's podcast, she talked about trying to trademark Thinking Girl Chick and having all these problems. It was the same thing for me with Black Girl Boss. And I was having these problems with the trademark not going through because of the brand Girl Boss. And so apparently if you have one word that's different from a uh, already established trademark, that's according to the government, that's not enough to differentiate the two. So I wouldn't have been able to get the uh, trademark. So that's $800 I wasted for nothing. The, remember, these are my plans and I'm trying to get God to bless them. And I end up losing $800. So um, 
And I know in Courtney's podcast, she talked about how she had other legal fees and things like that. I'm glad I ain't have no more than $800 because knowing me and my ego at that time, I would have probably spent a whole lot more to try to get it to go through. But your girl ain't have it. So um, the trademark wasn't going through. And I kept praying, God, make this trademark go through. Hear, hear what I'm saying. I'm praying. My, I'm trying to get God to bless my plans. God, make this trademark go through. Make this trademark go through. I'm fasting. This is around a time where I was fasting every Monday for a year. God, make the trademark go through. And eventually I said, because it wasn't going through, I said, God, is this trademark supposed to go through? And he was like, no, stupid. You supposed to be doing something totally different. So um, I was like, God, is this trademark supposed to go through? And he was like, no, because I have something else for you. Change the brand of the podcast. Include me in it. You had the right idea. You wanted to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship. The idea was right, but the subject was wrong. I need you to now talk about the journey of making, being obedient to me and making me the CEO of your business and show people the process of doing it. And they will see how I bless you as a result and it's going to inspire their journeys as well or your obedience is going to be a a domino effect to other people that I'm going to be rising up to do the same thing so sorry girl you lost your little coins you should have listened to me (laughs) change this podcast over so I was that was my next set of instructions okay thankfully God gave me a little bit of context with that one just the importance of it um so I was just like okay all right, so what is the name of the podcast going to be? So I was fasting for that. I had other people that I trust fasting with me, praying with me, praying for me. We came into Blessed and Bossed Up, and I started doing um, the podcast the way that God wanted me to do it, but I was scared. Again, I was still scared because the Black Girl Boss was doing fine. It was still growing rapidly. We weren't doing the numbers that we're doing right now, but we was in the first year of the show. Like we were doing great for two, for, I mean, for me, I ain't have like no huge following or anything like that before doing a podcast. I didn't, um, I wasn't like known or anything like that. I'm still not according to me, but when we did the show, it was doing very well for two people who were building it very organically. And so for me, I was proud of it, but God was like, no, change it. So with the change, I was like, what if people don't listen to the show anymore? What if people don't, don't like this anymore? Like, what if this, what if that, what if this? And I had to tell myself, like Tatum, what if you don't? Because God is telling you to do this for a reason. What if you don't? So I was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. So as you guys know, I started switching things over and telling you I was very, um, I was communicating a lot during the process so that I said yes to God again and then even not just talking about this podcast but um well before I get into that after that God says okay don't work with people one-on-one anymore shut the whole coaching consulting thing down I don't need you I don't want you doing that anymore I'm like what this my bread and butter God I, I finally started making some good money what's going on you want me to shut it down you want me to shut it down? We finally got off the season where I was struggling to now I'm prospering. And you want me to shut it down at the, like, I'm really climbing up here. You want me to shut it down? God said, shut it down. So I shut it down. Being obedient, no context, really no, like the, what I was doing was service based. I didn't have any products yet. So I'm in essence cutting off my money. 
because God told me to cutting off my income. So I finished out with the clients that I had and I didn't take any more. And I was frustrated, super frustrated because again, I'm cutting off my money. I'm scared. I don't know what's going on. I have no foresight. I have no context. I'm just being obedient blindly because I know that this is what God is calling me to do. So then um, after doing that, I was like, I'm praying like, God, I need some, can you give me vision? What are you doing? I don't know what you're doing. I keep saying, keep saying yes to you, but I don't know what you're doing. And I know it's because of my obedience. God did start giving me context and giving me vision about what he has for my life. And a scripture that stuck out to me um, during that time that gave me the peace I needed about cutting off the coaching was he was like, um, you're trying to be a fisherman of fish. And I called you to be a fisherman of men. I called you to impact people as a mess. I called you to impact the masses, millions of people, but you're trying to work with people one-on-one that's small compared to what I have for you. And I was like, all right, okay. It gave me that sense of peace that I needed. And then God gave me things to do, like the prayer journal. I put it out, write in the book, put the book out. And then in addition to that, when it came to cutting off the clients, God was like, I need your time freed up during the day. Because when you have clients, you got, you know, you got to respond to their text messages. If if they call you, you got to, you know, it's a service. You got to be there for them, respond to emails, all that. It's time consuming. So God was like, I need your time back, too. I didn't know for what, but he said he needed it. So I was like, okay. All right, fine. Okay. So fast forward to me still being obedient with the podcast. I'm doing everything that God is telling me to do. Um, But put out the book, put out the journal. Recently, God has been showing me a ministry calling on my life. And oh, goodness, when I tell y'all that was not something you would have told me a year ago that I would be in ministry, I would have told you that you were on drugs. Seriously. But Um, so in addition to God showing me about ministry, he gave me people like this Joyce Meyer that you love so much. That's the level that I have for you. Do some research on what she does. Joyce Meyer is in media. She has her shows, her podcasts, her books. She speaks everywhere. She has her ministry. God is like, there's a level that I have for you for this ministry that I'm going to get that you're going to be doing. I was just like, okay. Cool. So I knew I was doing something ministry. I knew that God was leading me to something ministry specific. Um, And I still believe it's going to be a a ministry. I I still believe it's going to be like a ministry entity of its own. But I'm just waiting, of course, for just the direction and the clarity for God to tell me what to do with it. And I'll do it. But he already placed in my heart the ministry calling. But then I get to church. Um, I'm in church and my pastor was like he just he always prophesies at service and he tells me and bj is my fiance's name he tells me and bj you guys are going to be pastors when you when you get married i'm going to um, you guys are going to be ordained as pastors and i was like so i just started smiling because i have a relationship with god for myself so the benefit of that is when people prophesy to me, I can discern whether I'm going to accept it or I'm going to reject it because I know God planted me in this church because with this particular church that I'm in, I left 
And I, if you guys have listened to, been listening to the show for a while, I told y'all before that I, at that time I didn't have like a church I was going to consistently or that I was planted in. I was kind of bouncing around. And so in my prayer time and in my fasting, God told me to go back to my church, that the enemy got me out of there, but God needs to get send me back there and be planted. And a lot of the, I didn't leave the church because it was anything corrupt going on or anything like that. I left because I was feeling like, because our pastor does a lot for like seniors, like they just had this, um, they just had this uh, Thanksgiving for the seniors, and it was it was very very nice. Like they do a lot for the seniors, they do a lot for the kids. He's always doing a lot in the community. But when I was there uh, previously, I felt like I was getting overlooked as somebody who wasn't a senior, who wasn't a youth, who was single at the time. I felt like I wasn't getting things um, that I was looking for, and so the enemy got me to leave. And so I was bouncing around from different churches. I wasn't planted anywhere. But in my prayer time, God said, go back there. I planted you there for a reason. The same things that you felt like you didn't have, that because you felt like the same way that you felt like your demographic wasn't being served, I'm going to plant you there, and you're going to do that for the other people. You're going to be what you felt like was missing. And I said, okay. I say yes to God again. And I just went back to the church. So here I am in service, understanding that God told me that before, understanding that God is leading me in ministry. And my pastor tells me that me and my fiance are going to be um, pastors when we're husband and wife. It all it's like all coming full circle to me. Thinking back on when God says I need to free up your time. A pastor needs time because people need time. So I'm like, wow. I get it now, God. I get it. I get it now. I understand. And I'm I know my understanding is still limited <laughs> now cuz I'm I mean this isn't like the end. I know my understanding is still limited, but it just had me in a moment of reflection like it took me back when I was thinking about this yesterday. It took me back to that first yes, do the podcast by yourself. That first yes. Do the podcast by yourself. Change the podcast. Stop working with people one-on-one. All of these yeses, and eventually I evolved, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, whoa. I remember I wish that I was this spiritually mature. I wish that I was this anchored in my faith. Whoa. I remember when I was writing in my prayer journal, God sent me a husband, not only did you send me the most amazing man in the world, somebody I couldn't have, I couldn't have even thought to put him, what he does for me on a list. Like I couldn't even, you know, people would be like, send me the prayer you pray there. I couldn't, I wasn't wise enough to be able to articulate what he does for me. So God sent me somebody like that. Oh my gosh. I ain't even, I wasn't even ready. Jesus, you told me to do this with my brand. And now I'm impacting people. You got 35 people, 35,000 people turn, tuning into me every week. And it's only going to grow because you keep expanding my territory. What? You called me to be a pastor to your people as scary as it is, extremely scary as it is. You're elevating me to an office in the body of Christ, how honored that you thought so highly of me and how foolish would I have been not to say yes or to think that because you didn't give me this big picture in the beginning, how foolish am I to think 
that I could have done something better than this? Or how foolish am I, how foolish would I have been if I wouldn't have been obedient, if I wouldn't have said yes to you? What would that mean for the people that's assigned to my life? What that have meant for Courtney who was trying to find somebody to give her the push that she needed to do the things of God? Who, how foolish would I have been? How foolish. So I'm going to end you guys with back to the very title of this episode. You have to say yes to God, even when it doesn't make sense. I really hope my story motivates you guys. Um, I'm praying for you guys. When I tell you, I don't think y'all understand how much I pray for the people who listen to this show. I take this very seriously. I do not take it lightly to be a mouthpiece for God. I've been in situations and have seen people who are supposed to be of God harm the very people they were supposed to help. I don't, I never, never, I don't play those games. So this may just be a podcast to some, but I do not take for granted you guys who listen to me. And that's why I pray so hard for you guys. So I really hope for those of you who have been struggling with saying yes, that you just say yes to God. It'll all make sense. I promise you that. Just say yes to God. Stop trying to figure everything out. It's not for you to figure out. That's a benefit. It's scary, but it's a benefit. I don't got to figure it out. I got to just do what I'm told and I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be wealthy. Then everything is going to work out for my good. If I just do what I'm told, what? That's a blessing. It's not something to be, um, to feel like you're, to shy away from. It's a blessing. And then for those of you who have said yes and you're meeting this adversity, you got to square up with the enemy and keep pushing. It's not for you to give up. It's not for you to turn away. It's for you to continue walking through it. I told you guys some episodes ago how I felt like I was mourning who I, I um, wanted to be. And I felt like I was wrestling. The devil was really attacking my identity. And I was wrestling with it. And I was going to my uh, book. It's called The Power of Speaking God's Word by Joyce Meyer. And I'm flipping through the pages and saying different scriptures that talk about my identity in Christ. I'm squaring up with the enemy. I'm exercising my authority over my mind. And I'm reminding myself of who God called me to be. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm, I'm spending time worshiping God. And then on the other side of that attack to my identity, God elevates me to an office in the church. What? And I get to do it with the man that he sent me to become one with. What? Dang, that's, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. That's why I've been in such a place of worship. Because I would have never thought that this level of joy and peace was possible. By just doing what, just by just saying yes to God. So I'm going to end here. Like I said, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow me on IG, you guys. I'm going to be doing a lot more lives. And I just want to be able to swipe up for real. So follow me on Instagram because there's so many books I read, journals I, um, I have, and little resources that I personally use when it comes to my relationship with God that I want to be able to give you. So um, let me be able to swipe up so my life could be easier. <laughs> so like I said before, if y'all want to sow into my life or bless me, just follow me on IG so I can have, I just need 10,000 followers so I can be able to swipe up. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I will talk to you next week.